Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, macabre manner of me, metal, and mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm trying not to choke James. Wait, <laughs> I'm James who's trying not to choke. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, why are you trying to choke yourself? <laughs> choke a chicken, choke a James. We're both cocks. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. It was dry. I'm, I'm having some gingerbread and it's dry going down my throat. Yeah, I do have a couple of gingerbread man cookies in there. I could get those and dip them in what I'm drinking. Well, why would you do that? What are you drinking? I am I am drinking eggnog, but I have added to it the screwball peanut butter whiskey eggnog that I'm trying to finish off. Damn. <laughs> it's it, funny enough, the uh the, the whiskey eggnog is actually thicker than the store bought regular eggnog. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so it's it's normal eggnog with alcoholic whiskey peanut butter whiskey eggnog yes that sounds damn amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good it's pretty good uh i of course out of all the four people that i know who have tried the uh screwball uh peanut butter whiskey i am the only one who likes it <laughs> have you tried it i mean not yeah, not, not the, egg. the eggnog but the whiskey itself yeah yeah i mentioned that i actually had a fifth of it until a Certain stepdaughter ripped it off of me when they threw a party when the wife and I were out of town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. In fact, I think at one point I posted a picture of that with some milk and protein powder and said, this is how you walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know people who don't like the peanut butter whiskey? My wife does not like the peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> and and our friends that bought this bottle did not like it. So they they had oh, not tried it. it to you, so yeah. They they saw it at the store and they're like, huh. So they bought it and we tried it a couple weeks ago and um I brought the bottle home. Because <laughs> they weren't sure what they were gonna do with it. And I'm like, I'll drink it. <laughs> did, did they say why? I I don't know. I think it's just the the peanut butter just kind of weirded them out. Hmm. But it's really I mean, the the eggnog. It it uh, balances out the peanut butter really well. It just makes it really creamy. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I think peanut butter goes good with almost anything. Um, I will reserve judgment on that. I, I do. I'm like not into bestiality, so we'll <laughs> take that off the table. That's that is not what I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking food. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what do you like peanut butter with? So far, I can't think of anything that I've tried with peanut butter that I have not liked. But that doesn't mean there's not. I didn't think I was going to like peanut butter beer, but I I do. <laughs> Which was why I was willing to try the screwball in the first place because I, th I thought you know I didn't think it would work with beer, but it does. So I bet it does work with whiskey, and it did and. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an Irish pub song. Didn't know peanut butter works beer, but it does. What about the whiskey? 
something, something <laughs> does. I don't know. <laughs> There's something there. Okay. I mean, I, I've never tried peanut butter and pickles, but I've heard that's a thing. Oh, well, that sounds gross, but I don't really like pickles. See, there you go. I, I like both, but for some reason, that just does not sound appealing, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was peanut butter and marshmallow. Uh, I thought it was peanut and, butter and banana, which is very good, by the way. And, and banana, yeah. I And with banana. And that is good, yeah. Yeah. I know peanut butter goes good on uh, hamburger. You know, I don't think I've tried that, but... Doesn't Kumas do that on one of their burgers? Um, maybe not on one of their regulars, but I know they've had it. Like on the burger of the month or something. Maybe. Okay. I, I've seen it uh, a few places. I just haven't tried it. Um maybe I will next time I see it on the menu. Mm, peanut butter burger with some bacon and bacon jam. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that that sounds good. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying your drink. Yeah. What are you having? Uh, so as we record this, whenever it may happen to come out, it's just between Christmas and New Year of 2023. And this is my first of one of my most favorite beers ever, let alone like maybe my favorite Christmas beer, winter warmer, but one of my top beers, no matter what, is uh, uh, Trogues the Mad Elf, a holiday ale brewed with cherries and honey. And it is... 11% and it is a damn fine winter warmer. That sounds fantastic. It is so good. I drove this out of Pennsylvania, I think. Out of where? Whatever it is. I'm enjoying my gingerbread and Maddo. Okay. I don't think we can get that around here, though. So that's... I have to go to Ohio to get it. Okay. But this yeah. is actually left over from last year and being 11%, it still kicks ass. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, what are we talking about this time? Well, we, we're going to do our yearly roundup of favorite things from 2023. Oh, yeah. You mean like how some people put out their lists in November, even though the year's not done, and they're fuckheads, and we waited until literally five days before the year's over? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos, all you asshats. What's the best <laughs> album ever? Well, you know what? There's still another 8% of the year left. Fuck Juan. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. I would say I'm... No, 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 I mean it. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't know when this will come out in 2024, but, but I would assume as soon as it's kind of ready, we can, we can slide it into the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're doing music, right? Yeah, as I usually do. <laughs> and I'm doing books, which is, I don't know what I'm batting about, a third? <laughs> <laughs> the, the music, I've done books, I've done drinks. Yeah, I, I don't think I bought a fucking album this year. How, how horrible is that? That is, uh, that's horrible. You, you should mm. be ashamed. <laughs> Shame. Bong. Shane, um, and fortunately, where my shame gland is is just another awesome gland, and I don't give a. Sh <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I'm doing books this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that's good though. I mean, that kind of gives us, you know, when we get books and we get music covered. Yeah. 
again, when we do music, we usually overlap like four out of five anyway. So yeah, yeah. It's just the placement that's up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing top five, right? Uh, Yeah, I've I've got, um, well, I've got five more than I'm going to mention because there is some overlap with the the ones I've got in my top five. So that there were some other albums that came out by bands that had connections to the bands I'm going to talk about um, that, were, good. that were good albums. And, and some of which were in the top five until later albums came out. <laughs> nice. Well, that works out well. Cause I had like 10 to 12 books and I narrowed it down to five, but this way I can give my top five and give an extra that goes with each one. So I'll have, 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you like to go first? Would you like me to? Um, I'll go first. Uh, so the, the first one I want to mention, actually, this is one artist, but two records. Uh, Merker. We, we've talked about Merker before um, on the folk metal stuff. And, and I, I think one year I actually had one of her albums in the top five. Um, I thought you did too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and actually... Up until about a week ago, I did have one of her albums in this list, uh, in my top five list. But um, she actually put out two albums this year. One of them uh, was uh, was called Ragnarok, and it was a soundtrack for a a play called Ragnarok uh, that was put on by the Royal Theater of Denmark. Um, well, that's did, wicked awesome. Yeah, it was. It's really cool. Um, it it mixes together. Um, not really classical stuff, but uh, some power metal, which, you know, she usually when she delves into metal, she goes into black metal. But yeah, it's it's got uh, it's got some really cool stuff on it. I really dug it. That was uh, that came out in June. And then she released uh, in October. She put out Spine, uh, which is um, I really like it, but it's really hard to categorize. And I think that's part of the reason why I dropped it out of my top five. Because she does still have some folk elements in it, but she's gone back and added some black metal elements because she had gotten away from that. Uh, I was reading a review for it last night, and somebody mentioned it's got some goth elements in it. So it's it's really it's really well done, but it's just it's really hard to pin down. Huh. Well, neat. So I guess technically I had eleven because I wanted to mention both. Both of the ones that she put out. <laughs> well, good. That way, if we both go to 11, it'll be okay. <laughs> do you want to go next or you want me to keep going? Uh, let's, let's take turns. That way, that, yeah, that way, that way everybody doesn't have to listen to either of us going too long, just ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I wasn't sure if I should put these in order. It was tough for me to do. So instead, I thought I would go and. Uh, chronological order where I will start with the one closest to the beginning of 2023 and I'll work my way out. Okay. Which which I think will be much, much better. Yeah. Uh, but one of the very first books I read this year would be The Fall of Numenor. Oh, and these are only new books. I'm not counting books I'd read previously. So, you know, obviously Ray Bradbury would be in there a lot otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> And and these books don't have to be published in 2023, but they're new to me in 2023. Okay. Uh, but my first one is The Fall of Numenor by J.R.R. Tolkien. I have not read that one yet. It's it's good. I didn't, um, 
I'm kind of ready to do a short episode on it and the nature of Middle Earth. Uh, maybe when you are, maybe I'll I'll just do my own and and then you can do a follow up if you want. But uh, it's it's really there are parts of it that aren't overly fantastic because you know he gets into the flora and fauna of Numenor and it, it can yeah. get boring. But most of it is super fantastic. Cool. Yeah, super super good with some nice insight and. And to see what's going on, and to see what the kings and and everybody, and you know the the those that kept faith with the elves, and it, it's it's good, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And to give my one that fell off the top ten, just to get it down to top five, but it was in my top ten, and and it goes over with it is the pictures by J.R.R. Tolkien by J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, and it's just a, a lot of his pictures that he drew. Mm-hmm. This is of course selected and worked on by Christopher Tolkien. Yes, which it's good all the way through. But one of my favorite things is you see everybody post that meme of what what's his dwarven nut who has the book in Moria when the Fellowship goes through and they're like and they post a picture of him from the Hobbit. It's this wiener boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's not because if you have this book, pictures by J.R. Tolkien. You'll find out that he actually drew three different dwarven script writers, and that meme is wrong. Yeah, and and I enjoy on Reddit and Facebook and all the different things where they post that. I'm like, actually, I'm going to be a dick. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 those that's my Paul Numenor with the uh, the tangential pictures by J.R. Tolkien. Okay, cool. I may have that book actually. When was that? When was pictures published? Do you, do you remember? Well, I, I've actually got it right here. So if we can kind of just keep vamping for a moment, I'll pull it. I'll pull it out of its sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need protection. Keep it in there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Nineteen ninety-two. Oh, okay. yeah. I sorry. Think I first, that. first published by Harper Collins in nineteen ninety-two. First published in Great Britain by Alan and Unwin in nineteen seventy nine. Oh, okay. So I yeah, but I yeah, I think I've got prob- probably one of the earlier publications of it. You could. I literally just got it this year at the. I might have actually gotten it for Christmas last year. Okay. And then read it in January. Yeah. This year, but yeah, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've had a copy of that for a few years, but yeah, that's. If it's the one I'm thinking of, that's a really cool book. It is. And and I, I would go on about which dwarves and how many, but that let's 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 uh let's not and make people have to go buy the damn book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, your turn. <laughs> okay. Um well the next Burning Witches put out a new album in twenty twenty three. They they did, and I, I did enjoy it, but I'll let you talk. Yeah, well I I wasn't Really wasn't going to say too much about it. Just that it, uh, they, they, uh, was what was, uh, The Dark Tower is what it's called. And, um, uh, it came out in May and it's, is, uh, Burning Witches is the former band of guitarist Sonia Anubis. Oh, Sonia. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll just, I'll keep, I'll keep going because these two tie together. Uh, Sonia Anubis, her, the band that she is currently in, Cobra Spell, they released their first full album 
actually just less than a month ago, uh, December 1st. Uh, and it's, it's called 666, and it is 1980s glam hair metal in all its satanic majesty. It is, and it's good, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, I just, I wanted to make that connection. I, I, I will mention there's another connection with Sonya, but that's in my top five, and I'm going to wait on that one. I have two things to mention real quick, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. Uh, Burning Witches. Uh-huh. Loved it. But when I first listened to it, when it came out, you had actually texted me and said, this is phenomenal and awesome and excellent, but it sounds a lot like their previous album or two with certain songs, and you're right. They do have a certain sound, which is awesome, but... It's, it's a little formulaic. A little bit. Yeah, and that's, I think, kind of what kept it out of my top five this year. Because yeah. because it was it was a really good album. I mean, performance wise, it's excellent. Uh, it's just the songwriting. It, it's get it, the last album or two have been a little formulaic. So, but they they're they're excellent musicians. I would definitely recommend the album. Definitely. And and my other thing, and feel free to take it out. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, ready for me? Yeah. Uh, next one up is McCarthy's Bar, a journal of discovery in Ireland by Pete McCartney. M McCarthy, sorry, McCarthy, because it's McCarthy's Bar. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, somebody with Irish ancestry who goes to Ireland and drives all around and tries to find McCarthy's Bars and gets pictures taken. But he talks about just driving through Ireland. If you like the idea of driving through Ireland and drinking and checking out Standing Stones locations and just sort of a semi-midlife crisis, Fucking phenomenal. Love this book. I, I like the thought of doing all those things. I, I do too, which was why it called to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McCarthy's Bar is quite good. And, and my tangential one would be the Pub Manifesto. A Comedian Stands Up for Pubs by James Dowdswell, which is quite hilarious. He's an English comedian who is funny as fuck. And this book was quite excellent too so it would have been in my top of pub books but i had to pick one that was the top so you know okay that's it that's it well i mean i could go further but that, that that seems like a a nice way to get people to get the book without having to give too much go buy the book you fuckers yeah <laughs> and give us money too yes your turn <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i don't actually have notes i'm referencing some of these I'm going to have to reference something else. All right, well, what was my next one? Oh, my next one is, no, I'll do this one first. Uh, <laughs> so again, still not in my top five. Doro is the band fronted by uh, uh, Doro Pesch, German metal singer. Um, she used to front the band Warlock uh, back in the uh, 80s. And actually, the reason she switched the name of the band to Dora wasn't because it was a vanity solo project. It was because um, when she went to do the next album in like 1988 or 89 or whenever it was, uh, some of the original members of the band blocked her from using the name Warlock. I don't know why, not getting into that. I haven't really seen anything that explains what was going on. But she put out a new album this year. Uh, where it came out in October 
Uh, it's called Conquer Us Forever Strong and Proud. And uh, it's got a couple of cover songs on it. Um, the album overall is really good. I've enjoyed it. But the two cover songs, the first one is Living After Midnight, is a <laughs> nice. cover. And Rob Halford uh, joins her on that. So they do it as a duet. And the other cover is, uh, it's the very last song on the album. Uh, Rob Halford uh, joins her on this one as well as a, as a duet. It's a cover of Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it kicks ass. I probably still prefer the original, but yeah, Doro and, and uh, Halford, they do a really good job on that. It's uh, not quite as long as the original one. Of course, you know, that the song was written by Jim Steinman, and <laughs> that, I think the original song, not counting radio edits, goes like eight minutes or so. Maybe not quite that long, but yeah, it's a, it's a Jim Steinman song. It goes on forever. You know, like all men say, we typically add three minutes to five inches of whatever we're trying to convince people of. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I want to point this out because I will come back to this later. The last Warlock album and the first Doro album featured a guitarist named Tommy Henriksen. And I will uh, like my reference to Sonia Anubis. Tommy's name is going to come up when I get to the actual top five. So, but that's all I got on Doro's album. Right. Uh, much like you, my notes are higgledy piggledy because they changed things around. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I will put in Jimmy Page, the anthology by Jimmy Page, one of his coffee table biography books, which I actually had started. Wow. Quite a while back, but I finished it this year. Uh-huh. And it is phenomenal. And I use some of those notes and some of the more recent Zeppelin arcs, and those will be in the upcoming Zeppelin arcs too. But if you can get either Jimmy Page the anthology or Jimmy Page the something else, the the coffee table books, mm-hmm. he has a multitude of awesome trivia, cool things in there. Like the one that we mentioned here. I'm gonna take a drink because I'm gonna harken back to a Zeppelin episode. From House of the Holy, where I talk about his lost Paul, that everybody says he got it from Joe, uh, Joe Walsh. I'm like, haha, but he says, no, he got this one from Joe Walsh, but not this one. Yeah, I'm gonna take a drink for that, but that's it's kind of what I have for uh, for my next pick. Okay. Um, because I, I could have one that's tangential to it or one that's tangential to something else, so I'm gonna wait. Okay, well, my um. My last not top five. <laughs> <laughs> so number uh, six, is that what you're saying? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Nita Strauss. Mm, yeah, she's awesome. She kicks ass. She does, yeah. Um, her second solo album came out this year. Came out in July. Uh, it's called The Call of the Void. And instead of being all instrumental, this one does have, out of 14 songs, nine of them have vocals. She... Uh, had some guest vocalists come in. Um, Alyssa White Glues from uh, Arch Enemy was one of them. Uh, Lizzie Hale. No, I take that back. Six of them are instrumentals uh, because uh, the very last song features guitarist Marty Friedman. Uh, they do. Kind oh, of- wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. And because Mita is probably best known for being in Alice Cooper's touring band, 
Alice Cooper sings one of the songs on it. Cool. I was going to ask, she's still in his band, right? Uh, she, she dropped out uh, like late 2022 or early 2023 and did several months with Demi Lovato. Yeah, it was actually, it was July, 2022. She um, left Alice's band, uh, joined Demi Lovato's backing band and she rejoined Alice's band uh, March, 2023. Yeah, she kind of left and, and people were like, ah, and she came back and people were like, woo. Well, the the person that took her spot in Alice's band is Kane Roberts. And Kane was with Alice in the mid to late 80s. When, when Alice did his big comeback in 86, Kane Roberts was in the band. So it wasn't like, you know, it was a stranger to <laughs> Alice Cooper's band who took her spot, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's all I got for that. Okay. In that case, my next one is Wilding Hall by Elizabeth Pan. It's a folk horror novel that is is really cool because it's about a uh, band that would be contemporaries with Zeppelin and Sabbath and stuff, and they're like this, going to be this huge band, and they went to Wilding Hall out in the country to record an album like Stones and Zeppelin and all of them did. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the, the 70s. Uh, but something happened, and the lead singer got sucked into a weird supernatural love affair with some sort of weird being and screwed it all up. And it's kind of a, it, it, it talks about things that happened in the past, but then also like in the present day. And it's, it's really good. I enjoyed it. It's kind of a really neat 70s hard rock, heavy metalish thing with uh, full core. Cool. Yeah. And, Wilding, by the way, is spelled W-Y-L-D-I-N-G, if you want to look it up. So, Wilding Hall. Okay. And I enjoyed it immensely. One of my favorite horror novels from the year. Yeah. Awesome. If you want my my tangential one. Um, and that's the one that kind of goes with Jimmy Page, because they actually talk about Zeppelin and, and Sabbath and the Stones and the Who and, and stuff. So, okay, it's, it's neat. In fact, if you listen to it I, or read it, uh, it's on book on tape too. If if you do either, I I was going through it. and I'm like, that's Zeppelin. That's Zeppelin. That right there is Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, it's super good. Cool. So that's why it could have been tangential with the Jimmy Page, but instead I'm keeping it by itself and do the tangential, and probably one of my 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 next. Uh, Grady Hendrix had a couple of good um, horror novels that I read this year. Uh, but I, I think my my second pick for a horror novel would be The Dismembered by Jonathan Jans. Uh, J-N-Z is why I'm pronouncing it kind of weird. Okay. Uh, but it's kind of a a weird, creepy, Lovecraftian, Frankensteinist type of thing. Cool. So that, uh, the first one, Alding Hall, is a normal book length. Uh, the Dismembered is a, a bit shorter, but but it's good. I liked it. All right. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh so into my top five. Woo, I've only got three, so you, you can you can let me know when you want me to jump in with one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just mentioned Alice Cooper. Uh he put out a new album this year called Road. And this is the first time. Well, uh, before before I before I say that, uh, a couple <laughs> of the songs on here. I, I just mentioned Kane Roberts. 
uh, Kane Roberts actually does play on one of the songs, um, actually helped co-write it. Um, there's a guest, I guess a guest spot from Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. He uh, helped write in one of the songs and played on it. Did I mention the album's called Road? I can't remember. You did, yes. Okay. So that's what it's about. It's about being on the road. And it uh, the, the songs are, you know, it's, it's about being Alice Cooper and doing the stage show and, you know, being on tour and going everywhere you, to play and uh, groupies and people you meet on the road and people you meet on the road who give you things that you shouldn't be taking. <laughs> <laughs> um, stalkers uh, leaving home and leaving your loved ones behind and coming off the road and, you know, getting to go home. And uh, it's got a cover of magic bus by the who nice. they don't even try to do it true to what the who did. Uh, they, um, cause you know, the who's version was, maybe a little psychedelic um <laughs> little yeah they do this as more of like a laid-back blues rock tune and it really fucking works produced by bob ezrin as a lot of alice cooper albums have been uh we've we've mentioned bob ezrin before <laughs> he, yes <laughs> so on the album he's got ryan roxy on guitar uh chuck garrick on bass Glenn Sobel on drums, Nita Strauss on guitar, and Tommy Hendrickson on guitar, which is why I <laughs> made that mention to Tommy being in Doro's band, because this is his touring band, and this is the first time in I don't know how long that he has recorded an album with the band that he tours with. Huh. Yeah. And they, I mean, it's it's the full band on the album. It's um Outside of having Kane Roberts and Tom Morello play on a couple of songs, it's it's his band, and he just you know he just he was just kind of like I'm so uh, I'm so happy with the band, and and you know we just we really wanted to do this album together, and they all helped write the songs, so yeah, it just and it really it it kicks ass. It's got a song on it called Road Rats Forever. And that is actually the third time he's recorded that song. He wrote that back in 77. That originally came out on his Lace and Whiskey album. And it's it's about the roadies. But he re-recorded it in 1980. Yeah, I just realized I had this other reference. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned Jim Steinman, right? So right. back in 1980... Uh, Alice re-records a version of Road Rats for inclusion on a film track for a movie called Roadies. Or Roadie, sorry, Roadie, singular. And uh, Alice had a, a played himself in a cameo appearance. Um, uh, there were a lot of musicians who, who had appearances in this movie. Hank Williams Jr., Asleep at the Wheel, uh, some country artist, Blondie. The entire oh, nice. Bondi band was in there. The main character was played by Meatloaf, who, of course, worked with Jim Steinman. Yeah. <laughs> so there's 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 more of that Jim Steinman stuff. Um, so yeah, this is like the third time Alice has recorded Road Rats. I all all the versions I've heard of it have been pretty good. So it's uh it's kind of a little cool little song. But yeah, it's uh 
probably my favorite out of like the last three albums Alice has done. Cool. So that's all I got on that one. All right. Oh, no, wait, no, no, that's not all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they recorded the album live in the studio. So they didn't, they didn't do any overdubs or anything. As I'm, I'm reading this on the Wikipedia article about it. He said that uh, the whole idea of this album is showing off how good this band is live. So they, they didn't do any overdubs. They just played live in the studio. Wow, sweet. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a pretty cool song. I uh or pretty cool song. Pretty cool album. <laughs> I had an interesting conversation uh Christmas with people opening up music because one of the, the girls wanted music and, and got quite a bit. And I mentioned album. They're like, Well, no, it's a CD. I'm like, You're right, it's an album. But but it also has this. I'm like, Yeah, it's an album. Well, what if it's a cassette? It's an album. It's a collection of songs. Album is a collection of whatever songs here, pictures. If it's a picture, it's a collection. This one happens to be on CD. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why they used to call them record albums, because it was a collection of records. From Ronco. (laughs) (laughs) Pay tell. We'll see how many of our listeners understood that reference. <laughs> if you're due, your knees hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're back too, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> At least one, if not both, or more. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You've had your gallbladder removed. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rob. <laughs> I know. It says, do that in to see if he's listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> all I right. want to start posting pictures of all the spicy stuff I can still eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's just mean and funny. <laughs> I know that's that's the point. <laughs> oh, I I have a story about when we came down to visit you, but oh yeah, I can make it quick. So so if you remember, I mean, this has been shit like twenty years ago. We came down to visit Rob and I. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Uh, we were coming down, and uh, the, 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 I, I remember when I came down without him, I stopped, and there's this awesome barbecue place. I was like, this dunk attached to the gas station, best fucking cornbread I'd ever had, and, and really kick-ass barbecue. Mm-hmm. And we're on the way down, and and he's like, well, let's just keep going, because I don't think my stomach can handle that. And I'm like, you kind of invited yourself along on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. We're friends. I get it. You know, we're, we're all gonna we're all gonna have issues like that. So it wasn't a big deal, right? But then when Jackie and I came down for your hand fasting, it's not there anymore. No, that doesn't surprise me. I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that it. That's my that's my quick story that I could have made longer, <laughs> which is what <laughs> she hoped for. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, actually, I think my next three books are are well, the last two will be kind of. T- together but they don't have to be so i'll just i'll just do my three but the uh the next one is called warp passages by lisa randall uh, or randall r-a-n-d-a-l-l uh but it's a physics book uh, about quantum theory and stuff like that and i have been wanting to learn some of the newer theoretical things of physics 
Okay. And it's it's written in a way that even if you just have a, a sort of basic physics and math, you'll you'll be good. You don't have to have a PhD or even necessarily master's level. You, you have to have some science and math to yeah. kind of get it, but but not much. Like even even high school level, you could probably read it and be like, all right, that makes some intuitive sense. So okay. um I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, I, I like it when they kind of write it like that. Yeah, you, you can read it and understand it. You won't be able to go into a lab and like, ha, I can figure this out like Sheldon Cooper, but you you can enjoy it and learn things. Yeah, kind of like James Fell and his On This Day in History shit went down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sweary history book. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy those posts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I just want to mention that one. All right. Cool. Uh, okay, so late in 2022, we did an episode where I talked about uh, getting to see the band Raven for the first time. We did. I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned that they told me when I when I got to meet them after the show that they were going to be having a new album come out in 2023. And it came out in June. All Hell's Breaking Loose. And it is uh, excellent speed metal. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, yes. for a couple of guys that are, I mean, they're they're going to be celebrating their 50th anniversary next year, in 2024. Wow. And they, they came out and just, I mean, it, that album just rips. Cool. I don't have much on it. <laughs> but, but it is in my top five. It just, it really kicks ass. I, I really liked it. Nice. And uh, just in case you need me to, I did take a drink for referencing an old episode. Yeah, okay. I, I, I did too. It's not cool. <laughs> I, I will look at it. Well, here, you know, by the end of the episode, I will let our listeners know if I can find it, uh, what episode that was. But I'm going to move on and, and look for it okay. here when, in a minute. But my next one, I've so I guess I have it in a tangential. Uh, we, of course, have some D&D. 50th anniversary episodes coming up soon. Yeah. And when we get to that, I will give the list of references of books I've read and things. And it's a rather large list. But uh, out of all those, I loved Art and Arcana, a visual history of Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. It's it's wonderful. I mean, it gives some nice historical things. It doesn't go into the the shitty, wonky, bitchy people complaining getting fired this is what happened when somebody got screwed over right. things so it, yeah if you want that I've, I've got a tangential i'll give you here uh but as far as just enjoying DD from the beginning to the end and going through all the different things you get to see the artists and and i, I got to learn artist names of, of modules and source books that i loved and didn't know who they were and it's it's just fun it's a fun read with all sorts of cool pictures cool yeah, I might have to look for that one because I, 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 I love the the earlier the like the first edition, the basic artwork, and the first edition AD and D and early second edition artwork. Uh, that that stuff's just awesome to me. Yeah, and it goes into that all the way through fifth. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, I mean, they they've always. Well, I won't say always. Because uh, there was a series of books that I, I just absolutely hate the artwork on, uh, <laughs> but they they usually over the years they've had really good artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a 
Okay, so I'm not going to give the name, but there's an artist I follow on Facebook, and I'm actually going to buy a print or two from this person because it's really, really good. Uh, but then, sadly, I saw that person respond to some a thread on a D&D page where they're like, don't buy that because they fuck over their artists and fuck them and never play D&D again. And, and I, I agree, they do. TSR, we'll get to when we get there, and, and maybe Wizards aren't great. Sometimes they fuck over their people. Yeah, but the moment you told me not to play D and D anymore, well, I, I may have been the only person out of like five hundred who did the laugh emoji instead of the others because fuck you, man. <laughs> right. I get it. Things are shitty, and I do play other games, but you know, uh, you actually sound like somebody who wanted to be an artist and didn't get accepted, and now you're being a dick. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Uh, but anyway, uh, a secondary one is. Slaying the Dragon by Ben Riggs, which does go into the history and some of the stuff and all the, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly. Okay. But I'll give I'll give more. Yeah, when we get to D and D. Okay, cool. Are we ready for my next one? Ready for your next one. Uh, American doom metal band Sirith Ungle uh, released. Uh, I don't know how many albums this is for them. Uh, they released a new album this year called Dark Parade. It is excellent. Uh, and this may be their last album. I think they said this was they were going to retire after this tour. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's been it's been almost 45 years for them, I think. So and and I mean they had a big spot where they had broken up because I think they broke up in late eighties, early nineties, and they didn't get back together until like twenty twelve. But yeah, they just uh think they said this was probably gonna be their last. I could be wrong. But I, I was thinking I read that that they said this was going to be like their last go around. Well, you know, maybe if they learned how to pronounce the name properly, it would be better. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. I it, it hurts me to say Sirith instead of Kirith, but <laughs> but that's the way they pronounce it. So I'm not gonna. It's like, I, hey, it's it's like Celtic and Celtic. If you're talking about a, about a sports team, you want to call them the Celtics. That's what you know. But yeah, good good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that one and that one was actually what knocked Merker out of my top five. <laughs> ah, wow, nice. Yeah, that's why I kept putting off recording this episode too, because it was like it was like, ooh, ooh, yes, that band had an album. I need to pick that up so I can listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Dark Parade by Sirith Ungle. It, it is if you like doom metal, it's it's an excellent one. They because they were they were one of the early doom metal bands, so it uh, it kicks ass. Nice, very cool. All right, ready for my my last one? Yeah, which actually that'll work because my last two I can run together. <laughs> sweet. Oh wait, uh, I'm assuming it's not sweet. No. My last one is, uh, and Jody got this for me at Gen Con. Oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that reference. Uh, signed by Margaret Weiss. Yep. And it is Dragons of Deceit by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, which is a, uh, a the first book of a new trilogy in the Dragonlance saga. Saga? Saga. Saga. 
<laughs> Saget. One of those one of those words I've mispronounced forever, and I have to remind myself, and I did not this time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love Dragonlance back in the day. Loved it. I think I told a story in one of the episodes about how um, when the uh, the first trilogy was done, and they're coming out with another that I kept calling both Walden Books and B. Dalton like uh-huh. every couple of weeks and asking them if it was out. And they're like, not yet. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's it's super good. If, you, if you're a fan of the original Dragonlance, it takes a bit of time to get through the first half of the book or a third of the book. But once you get to the, the well, so the first book has three books, you know how they do. And uh, the, the first book of this book is is new characters. But then, but then once you get to the other part, you get Dalimar the Dark, and and you get Jesterius, and and you get some of the old school people from the second trilogy, and then in the third part of the book, you get Paramon and Tika and Tannis and and Tessal Burfoot Burfoot is in there, and it, it's super good. I I cool. man, I enjoyed it. It brought back so much love of Dragonlance for me. Awesome. I have not gotten around to reading it yet, but I I actually am looking forward to it. It's good. Okay, um, I guess are you ready for my last two albums? I'm ready. Okay, must close that. I did not mean to close that. Liar. No. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I guess my last two albums. I will start, and these these could go in any order. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do them in the order they were released. <laughs> In August, Crypta released their second album. You may remember a few years ago, I had them uh, their their debut album, Echoes of the Soul, uh, was was in my top five. Uh, death metal band out of Brazil, founded by yeah, I remember that yeah, Fernanda Lira on vocals and bass, uh, Luana Demeto on drums. Um, they had both come from the band Nervosa. Um, but they had they left Nervosa, started Crypta. Uh, they brought in guitarist Taina or, or Taina, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, Ber- Bergamashi on guitars. And um, Sonia Anubis had been their guitarist at the time. Yeah. So that, that was why I was making the reference to Burning Witches and Sonia Anubis because she had left <laughs> Burning Witches to join Crypta and then in. 20, early 2022, I think she left Crypta to go full time with Cobra Spell, because that was kind of more of what she wanted to do was more of that 80s glam metal style. So in 2022, they brought in uh, another guitarist, Jessica Falci. She was just hired to do the tour, but they got along with her really well, and they made her a full time member. So in uh, what did I say August, yeah August, they released their second album. Uh, Shades of Sorrow. It is, it's a killer album. I, I've got more adjectives to describe it, but I'm going to wait until I do the next album because <laughs> both of these albums together, I just thought were awesome. Most of the lyrics, probably all of the lyrics, I think, are written by Fernando Lira because uh, she's her vocalist. And I know she talked about how she drew upon some of her experiences with some of her emotional and mental well-being stuff that she had going on 
so it made for really heavy lyrics and just some really kick-ass stuff they uh they incorporated some piano in this um not a lot just kind of there because there's like three little instrumental there's like a little instrumental piece at the beginning and one about halfway through and one at the end um and they, that's kind of where they do the the piano stuff they, they just it's it's um uh kind of they're just kind of trying to expand a little bit it sounds like um it's still old school death metal it still really kicks ass but yeah they're just trying to i think broaden it a little bit not so much that it's out of place but i thought it uh, worked really well so that was one of my top two albums um the other right. one was nervosa uh they also put out their latest album this year uh it's called jailbreak uh it came out in september and uh let's see back in whatever it was 20 2019 when uh fernanda and luana left nervosa guitarist Prika amaral or Amar amaral uh, however you pronounce that i'm going to script the portuguese sounds good <laughs> yeah she was i mean because at the time nervosa was a three-piece and you know two-thirds of the band left so she had to form a new band and uh, so she did she made it a four-piece i won't go into all that but at the end of the tour for what was it perpetual chaos uh, which had come out in 2021 she had to kind of reform the band because uh the the drummer that had played on perpetual chaos left halfway through the tour she had some personal stuff going on that she needed to take care of uh the bass player had some personal stuff she needed to take care of um and the vocalist had really i think only signed on to do the song in the tour she had another band that was still active that she was more dedicated to uh that was just kind of on hiatus at the time so Prika, as she had already brought in um a new drummer and a new bass player uh for the touring uh so they've stuck around so she's now got uh, on bass hell pyre and uh on drums michaela nadanova um, but she decided to keep it a four-piece but instead of adding a new vocalist uh, she brought in a second guitarist, Helena Cotina, and Prika is now doing all the vocals. So yeah, Jailbreak, uh, it kicks ass. And I like, so what What I was going to do is is be, between, you know, like Crypta's Shades of Sorrow and Nervosa's Jailbreak, I mean, it's like these two slabs of just face-melting, brain-crushing, eardrum-splitting... <laughs> <laughs> metal you know i mean they, these two albums just to me they just really floored me for the that paints a picture yeah <laughs> that's that's why i didn't want to use a lot of adjectives when i was talking about cryptos because i wanted to put these both together I, and i really between the two of them i couldn't pick one that i liked better than the other but yeah they just i, I just really thought these two uh, for me they were the, the my, my favorite ones of the year and in spite of, you know, especially with Nervosa, in spite of the fact that she, uh, Prika really had to reform the band again, you know, it was like the second time in the last three or four years that she's had to do this. Um, it just really, uh, she's just, she's really got a good band with her. Good for her. Cause yeah. yeah, I know there's been a rotating past few years. Ah, but that's, uh, that's all I got on my stuff for 2023. 
I mean, I, As... I, I've actually I've got more albums I could have mentioned, but I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, well, sure, I could have done fifty, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to all that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even really want to listen to this, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it. But I did. Okay. I, so you didn't have anything else? Nope. I'm good. You said you had an update, though, on something. I, I do. Yeah. Um. So what was it? About a year ago, we talked about doing the dedicated listening. Yeah. Um, well, you did a couple episodes, right? One or two? Well, you did one on what you're going to do. Yeah. Did we ever have a follow-up? I thought we I thought we did one on the, th the first few years, first couple of years, maybe. See, Difficulties of Dedicated Listening back in 2018, Dedicated Media Mission 2020. Here we go. Jody's Experiment, where you first talked about what you're going to do on April 14th, 2023. And by the way, I looked up The Raven. It had to have been a top something because we don't have an episode on Raven, so it's something else, and I'm not looking it up. Okay. Um, but uh and no. Uh you did the experiment, but we have not had an update from you <laughs> since April 14th, episode two seventy. Okay. I got through nineteen seventy-six. All right. And that's as far as I'm going. Um was it too much? <laughs> it it is yeah, it, it is very overwhelming to try and do this. I could not focus on any of the new music that I wanted to pick up. I, a lot of the stuff I just went through, I didn't get until like the last two or three months. And some of it had been out since, you know, May or June. So, yeah, trying trying to do that, it really, it, it takes a lot uh, mentally and time-wise it was fun. I, I will say that. And you can hear how the music progresses and starts to get heavier. I, I do kind of wish I'd gone into 1977 because I know that's when Judas Priest, Sad Wings, of, or not Sad Wings of Destiny, uh, Sin After Sin comes out. And that's, to me, that's the point where a band embraces the metal label and starts to define the sound maybe not define the sound it starts to refine what metal is and uh kind of sets more of the tone for what what more bands are going to be doing down the road oh that's uh that's all i got on that cool well kudos for trying yeah thanks <laughs> it was it was fun but like i said it's it's a lot of work <laughs> And and when it's called dedicated listening, it really is dedicated. <laughs> you you really yeah. got to be dedicated to do it. <laughs> yeah, the couple things I did were dedicated enough. I can't imagine trying to do, do what you're doing. <laughs> oh man, it's it's a lot more fun to pick a bunch of albums from a year and just hit uh, shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, music's for enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that and that's kind of the thing. It's it's with this you're you're not really getting to enjoy it either. You're because you're you're trying to, you know, listen and pick things out and you know, not not for fun. You're doing it because it's research and I mean, you know, I like reading stuff to learn things, but that doesn't mean I want to sit down and do research. 
you know? Yeah, or at least a certain amount. Right. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Yeah, that's all I got, though. Cool. Well, then. I'm good. Me, too. So, here's an update on 2023 top albums and books, and Tony's dedicated listening and, and record this just before the end of the year, and who knows when the fuck it's going to come out, but nonetheless... We 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 have outlasted almost every podcast we've talked about except for a couple. <laughs> yeah. So Merry New Year to us. Yay. Um, but yeah, okay. If you're good. I'm good. And in that case, I'll remind you to write us, rate us, review us, have a well, I'd say have a great happy new year, but this will come out after and hopefully you did. Yeah. Until then, I'm top five James. I'm top five Jody. Nah, you're number one, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> now I want to decide if I'm saying that you're welcome or haha, psych. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd expect the latter. <laughs> Nobody expects the latter Spanish position. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Hello, hello. What's up with you lot? Ah. ah, there's the cap. Beer, 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 mead, 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 rum, 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 rum. Hmm. Lord, Lord. Be better if I hadn't just popped the warm beer and it foamed all over. I'm just, I'm choking on gingerbread. <laughs> it's not a pretzel. It's not a gingerbread pretzel. Ugh. Do I need to call Jackie? She's got so much insurance, I'm not sure she'll come. So I need to put this, put this in the slot. <laughs> Excuse me, but slide this in your slot. <laughs> Is, I have zero issue with artists doing OnlyFans. But if you're going to do OnlyFans, I would recommend not posting pictures of your boyfriend or fiance on social media because you'll lose people because they want you to be single if they want to see your OnlyFans pictures. <laughs> that's um yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> I mean, when you look at those, and I don't, I don't have an OnlyFans. I've not looked at any and no, no worries if you do. You know, if, if you have an account and you pay to look at pictures, go for it. If you are a person who gives like does the pictures, go for it. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying you'll probably get more dudes to look at your bikini pics or whatever you do. I, right. I honestly don't know. Uh if if they think they have a shot of having sex with you. They they want that fantasy of being the guy. Uh, yes. So do whatever you want to do. Uh, this is more the guy's point of view to help you make more money. But, you know, do what you want. I don't give a shit. You know, be, be proud and strong and whatever the hell. Right.